Hi everyone, it's Tori Townley with Servolution. On behalf of Pastor Dino Rizzo and our whole team, we want to welcome you to The Serve Brew. Grab your favorite mug and join us for a virtual coffee break with some of the raddest outreach leaders on the planet. We'll get to hear about their stories, their communities, gain fresh wisdom, insight, and practical tools to serve the people in our city with the love of Jesus every single day. So grab your coffee, your notebook, and hit play. Record. Cool deal. We're recording. Welcome to the Serve Brew, everyone. My name is Tori Townley. Um, you probably know me if you've been listening to Serve Brew. Um, I've got tea today. Again, it's too late in the afternoon to do coffee, so I'm doing my green tea. And I have a very special guest. Her name is Cherise Holden. She is a superstar. Seriously. And as most of our guests are, I found her on Instagram. Um, she has a very niche ministry that she's doing, which is why I thought it would be so valuable to have her share with us today. Um, it's She's got a beautiful story. You guys may have recognized her from a past serve quick guide that we had her do. She contributed um, a great guide, and I'm not going to reveal what it was yet. If you don't remember, you'll find out. But um yeah, just an incredible person, a hero. She is doing fabulous work for the kingdom in a really unique way. So welcome to the Serve Cherie. So glad that you're with us today. Hey, I am excited and thank you for that awesome intro. So you are awesome. Thank you for taking time to hang out with us. I know that you are busy ripping and running. So we just want to jump right in. Um, I, I, I mentioned earlier, but I love podcasts where I haven't met the interviewee before because it's like I am on the edge of my seat just as much as any listener. So I'm so stoked to hear all the ins and outs. So if you would introduce yourself to us, like tell us a little bit about you personally and just like what your dreams are, what makes your heart beat, who is Sharice? Okay, well, so I, my name is Sharice Holden and I am the founder and president of She Rises. We are a nonprofit organization located in Maryland, um, and our mission and vision is to reach, inspire, strengthen, and empower teen mothers in the Washington, D.C. metro region, and we do that by providing academic support and coaching, ensuring that they graduate from high school and seek higher education. We also provide them life skills, including career development training, co-parenting education, as well as there's a strong component for mental health coaching and mentorship. Wow. That that's is a mouthful. <laughs> huge scope. And you like pounded it out. Like let's take notes on how to c convey the vision of our outreach ministry. That's insane. So how did you, how did all of this come about? How did this dream start? And then of course we want to learn more about the ins and outs of what you're doing, but how did you get here? Okay. Well, Let's go back to the beginning because that's the best place to start, right? <laughs> so about 19 years ago, here we are, it, it was 2001, I found myself as a senior in high school and I was pregnant and I went through the motions of, do I keep this baby? Do I not keep this baby? Um, I then decided that the best option for me was to put the baby up for adoption. Um, the family that the host family was in the delivery room with me, the wife held my hand and 
I gave birth to my daughter and I just, I could not do it. I just could not do it. My mom said, you know, I really think you should keep the baby. I think this is what you should do. I'll give you support. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so that was in February of 2001. And I was three months shy from graduating from high school. And so, but I did, which is in my opinion, my biggest accomplishment is making sure that I walked across that stage with all of my friends on time with my daughter in the audience. And so um, dad was not around, did not care to be around. So it was just me, mom and baby. Well, uh, graduation came and went and I knew that I needed to get a job. And uh, with a high school diploma, there's not much out there. Um, but I, I got a little job and I was making $5.25 an hour because um, that was the best that I could do. Um, my mom had then started to fall on hard times. And so she could no longer, the, the support that she was providing, she could no longer provide that support to me and my daughter. Her name is Autumn. She could no longer provide that support to Autumn and I. And so I found myself uh, with a minimum wage job. I think that was even below minimum wage. Uh, homeless, we did not have a place to stay. We were literally bouncing around from sofa to sofa, which was hard enough just by myself, but then adding an infant on top of that, it did not make the situation easier. Um, and so that entire summer was really, really hard, um, but I was just giving it my best, which I thought was my best, um, and saying, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Um, but by the end of that summer, I, I realized like, I, I can't do this. Like, I don't have the support that I need. Um, Autumn deserves so much better than what I can give to her right now. So September came and I had made an appointment to meet with a local pastor. Um, I had been attending that church on and off for about two or three years. So they knew me very well. And I made a, a, an appointment to meet with the pastor about coming up with some alternative plans because uh, I given the mom thing a try for seven months and I just, I was not good at it. I could barely take care of myself, let alone my, my daughter. There were times where I couldn't even afford to eat, but had to make sure that she had what she needed. And so we walked away from that meeting in September um, with a game plan or strategy that the best way, the, the best thing for Autumn was to give her up for adoption. And we were actually going to do it. Um, because I just, I couldn't give her what she needed. Well, I got back to my friend's house. That's where I was staying, um, who actually turns out to be a board member, uh, Joanna. And I got back to her house and there was a phone, there was a message on the answering machine. I don't know if you guys remember answering machines, but it was a little contraption where, you know, it would pick up and there was a message and you would leave the message. <laughs> Um, and so there was a message left for me from my boss saying, hey, Sharif, don't come into work today. There's some things going on and we're closing the shop early today. And so once things settle down, we'll give you a call to put you back on the schedule. And so I said, okay, what's that all about? Like I was oblivious. P.S. This was the time before cell phones and Facebook and Instagram and live journal and MySpace. All that stuff didn't exist yet. So I literally did have to turn on the news to find out what was going on. What was this woman talking about? Um, and I turned on the news and uh, it just so happened uh, that day it was 9-11. And so I watched like the 
the tragedy of all of these people were losing their lives. I saw the buildings come down. I just saw all the chaos that was happening. And I just sat there and I, I thought all day long, okay, this is horrible. This is awful. This is horrific. And it really just, I, I sort of call that my come to Jesus moment or my defining moment of me deciding what I wanted to do. And so on that day, um, I decided that I was going to be a mom, um, that all of these people had lost their lives, their sons, their daughters, their mothers, their brothers, grandfathers, aunts and uncles. And I had this beautiful life in front of me and I wanted to um, give it away because it was hard. And so I decided on that day that I was going to be a mom. And so every day, every year since that day, and we just celebrated it again, Autumn and I celebrate 9-11, not as like a day of doom and gloom, but like a day of Mother's Day, because it was the day that I decided to be a mother to her. Um, anyone can have a kid, but it takes an extraordinary person to consciously make a decision, given all the things that are surrounding you. So yes, despite of the hand that I've been dealt right now, despite of me not knowing what the next steps are, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to do this anyway. Um, so we celebrate that every year. Um, so excited to keep the baby. I still have this horrible paying job. <laughs> um, but uh, in that fall, all my friends had gone off to college and things like that. And of course, college was not, traditional college was not in the game plan for me, given my situation. So um, I had to attend night school. So I attended a local community college. Um, and it took me six years, no, four years to earn a two-year degree. It took forever because I had to go to school at night. Um, there was no such thing as online classes or anything like that. This is the Stone Ages, guys. Um, and so I had to do it the hard way. Um, a lot of those nights uh, were hard nights. In fact, I don't know if any of the listeners remember this. It was on the National Union News, but I didn't have a car. So everywhere I went, I had to take public transportation. I had to take the bus. And around 2002, it was 2002, 2002, I think it's 2002. Around 2002, um, we had the DC sniper where the DC sniper was just randomly just shooting people. And so you didn't know, everyone said it was like a white truck, watch out for a white truck, but not to like when you're standing somewhere, just constantly be in motion. And so I remember during that season of my life, just being scared, standing at the bus stop, but I had to get to school because I had to get to school. So there was an ordeal with that. Um, the very next year, I got an opportunity presented to me to uh, get a summer internship working for uh, the federal government. And so I took the internship and that year I was the only intern out of 250 interns that they kept as a full-time employee. Um, so I have been gainfully employed by the federal government for the past 19 years now. Um, so God really blessed me there. But during that time, not only did I, um, not only did I get my um, associate's degree, I said, hey, I'm almost there. Let's go get this bachelor's. And I got the bachelor's and I said, okay, the party doesn't stop there. Let's go get the master's. And then after I got the master's, I said, oh, what the heck? God's on my side. Let me get a second one. And all of that, like I just finished that. And when did I finish? 2017 is when I finished all of my, I guess what you would like to call formal education. Um, but in between 
2001 and 2017, how did She Rises come about? Well, obviously it comes from my personal experience of being a teen mom. And I felt like maybe five years ago, six or seven, maybe five to six or seven years ago, God just put like a little seed in my heart that you should start a nonprofit. Just a little, just a little seed, nothing big. But then as the years went on, um, it started festering. Like it would just keep coming up. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that, God. I can't do that. I don't know how. I don't know how. That's my biggest thing. I don't know how. Um, and then one year, uh, it was 2018, 2019, 2018. The years blur together. It's 2020. Who knows? Um, the point is what happened was um, I was listening to a sermon by Pastor Stephen Burdick from Elevation Church. I consider myself a member of Elevation Church. I absolutely love that church. And um, Pastor Stephen was preaching a sermon called Let the Dirt Do Its Work. And um, there was a little phrase that he said in that sermon and it, it felt like God was screaming at me. And he said, you don't have to know how if you know who. And so I felt that God was saying, you don't have to know how, Sharif. I'm going to show you the how. I'm going to strategically put people in your place that will show you the how. And all you need to do is say yes. And so it was in that moment that She Rises was sort of birthed because I said yes. And I kid you not, Tori, um, ever since I've said that yes, um, he has strategically placed someone in my life whether it's like a long-term friend or just random people that would give me a piece of the puzzle that I needed to know at that very moment. Like, well, how do I write a grant? Here's a grant writer for you. I'm gonna, you're gonna be in this meeting and that person you're sitting next to is gonna be a grant writer and you're gonna befriend her. Just like the most random, it's not random, it's God, but to what other people would consider to be the most random things and, um, this whole journey which she rises has just been because I said yes, because I saw that there was a need. Um, one of the stunning statistics that I found out when I was preparing or writing the business plan was that only 2%, 2% of teen mothers graduate from college, 2%. And by the grace of God, I'm a part of that 2%. And so I said, what can I do to get that number up? We're, we're living in an age where there's so much technology, there's so many resources. Maybe they want to know, maybe they want to, but maybe they don't know the how. I don't, maybe they don't know how, like I didn't know how. And maybe it's my job to show them how because someone showed me how. Um, and so that's how She Rises got birthed. And it so just so happens if you, spell out my name, it spells She Rises. Um, my mom, I guess, was really clever with that one. Um, and so that's how it all came about. That was a, a long, long mouthful. Oh my gosh, I love this. Oh my goodness, your story is so powerful. Like, I say this a lot, but this really did give me goosebumps. Like, as you're talking, just you walked through so much pain, but the bravery and the victory that you just exude from it all, and the fact that you let God take the depths that you walked through and change that into heights now that you're able to help other people is 
is so powerful. It's amazing. And what I'm hoping that our listeners can take from this, your specific ministry, I think this is a cause that a lot of people can really get behind and really connect with because I'm sure, like you said, the statistics are surely high in every city. This is a big need. But I also want people to see if they're an individual or they're an outreach leader at their church or even pastors to see what it means for someone to personally engage with their own testimony and be able to take that and turn it into passion to help others. And you're such a great example of what that looks like. How do I take the story and the testimony and practically use what God's taught me to help other people. And I think that's, it's such a beautiful journey. Um, and it's just, it's so cool. You've been in it for the long haul and wow. Also Autumn's name is beautiful. And, <laughs> and I think it's so cool that your name is she is like, that's, I love it. That's the best thing ever. I'm all about names. So that's one of my things. <laughs> yeah, that, that random, I actually didn't discover the she rises until, um, maybe three years ago, I was at a conference. It's a funny story. I was at a conference, um, and Holly Wagner from Oasis Church. You know Holly Wagner? Okay, you know Holly Wagner, so you know where I'm going with this. Holly Wagner was the guest preacher at the Rising Conference in D.C., and um, I was sitting in the back of the room, minding my own business, listening to, you know, the word, and, you know, they had the Bible verse on the screen and it was Proverbs 31 something Proverbs 31 something and there was a typo on the screen I said who needs to be fired because it stood out to me because it didn't say she rises it said Shree which is my name that's why it stood out to me um <laughs> and that was the epiphany behind that and so after it was over, I, I had to go up to Holly and say, that's my name. And she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, no, my name is She Rises. And I showed her my, my driver's license and she just, she was so floored. And she told me that she held, she holds a conference every year called the She Rises Conference. And so I made it my mission last year to go to the She Rises Conference. I called it my Sharice Retreat. It's in Beverly Hills. And I said, I need to be at the Sharice conference. And I went and it was incredible. So incredible. So incredible. So that's the story how I figured out my name. But yeah, you didn't ask, but I thought I'd tell you. It's such a God thing. Like he would, he makes, he's like so intricate and so funny sometimes, but he's so in your face and so clear. I love that. We love the Wagners. They are awesome. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. That conference is yours. Like it was yeah, all my conference. I was a little sad in that. Um, obviously I couldn't go this year. I attended online, but there's nothing. Oh, I can't even tell you about, the, oh, I got to tell you the story because I tell you, when I tell you that God places people strategically by me, he does. So when I got to LA, I went by myself because none of my girlfriends wanted to come. They were just not down with that. And I got there a day early and I had received an email the week before from Christine Kane's ministry saying, Hey, we're going to be in town filming for, can you think of the name of that station? They're going to be filming, right? Um, and so if you want to come down, you can come down. So I went. And when I got there, I sat next to a young lady whose name turned out to be Monica. And that particular day, I was wearing a rainbow shirt, shirt because I like all things rainbow. And so I sat next to Monica. 
And then after in between filming, uh, Monica and I got to talking. She goes, I sat next to you or I was drawn to you because you're wearing your rainbow shirt. And me and my husband have been uh, trying for years to have a baby and we finally have our rainbow baby. And so we got to talking and I told, she asked me why I was there and she asked me specifically, what's the dream that God put in your heart? And so I told her um, all about She Rises and I kid you not, this random stranger who's no longer a stranger to me anymore was the first person to sew into my ministry. Very first person, just random. I sat next to this woman and she was the very first person to sew into our ministry. When I got to the She Rises conference, there was like a, a leadership lunching and I was feeling sorry for myself once again, because I didn't have any friends and everyone was there with friends. I got on the little bus and there was a lady there. Guess what her ministry was? Nonprofit. Oh my God, like I can't make this stuff up. Like I can't, I can't. Like he, he is so amazing when he's like, I'm gonna show you. You don't know how, you're gonna get tired of finding out the how. And it's like all these little things he's like constantly uh, so so involved like he, sometimes even before i know what i need he presents something to me like a couple weeks ago i i'll be honest with you i was like i, I really want to quit god you need to pick somebody else there's just there's so much to ministry that people don't see the behind the scenes of that they just see the prettiness of whatever that you're doing oh you're helping all these people they don't see the late nights. They don't see you just pulling out your hair because you don't see the way. You're like, you don't know the next step. They don't see that. And I said, God, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I kid you not, I had a conversation with someone else. It's like, oh, sometimes you need to just step on the outside. And maybe it's not always for you to do the work. God's going to put resources in your life to do the work for you. You don't have to do it alone. Ministry was not meant to be carried alone. And so I had to accept the fact that newsflash, I'm not superwoman. Can you believe that? <laughs> and that there's people there. I just have to be willing and open to allow those people to support me and not be a control freak and let it go and just let some things go. Wow. You have got some big wisdom. I'm really like leaning in on this one. It's even sitting with me personally some of the things you're saying like I have dreams in my heart and I do question like how could I ever do that I don't know how I can't carry all this I have too much on my plate but what an adventure it is when you humble yourself and say yes like the rainbow story that is so much fun like what a fulfilling life to be able to chase dreams with God like that just to step in faith and watch him make the dreams come true so you just said something and I've, I've never openly said it this to anybody ever. So I have a little journal that's back there on my bookcase and it's like my book of crazy ideas. And lately, uh, over the summer, it, it rained a lot here in the DC area. Like it just kept raining. Like, why is it raining all the time? And every time it would rain, a rainbow would come out. Obviously no rain, no rainbow. But I said, you know, how awesome would it be if I wrote a book and called it Chasing Rainbows? Because you're chasing your dream. You're chasing after God's promises. How awesome would that be? You got to do it. a rain of thought. <laughs> it's prophetic. We said it. It's in. It's you said it. <laughs> right now, you guys, you're witnesses. <laughs> I love that. I will read it. I'll be the first to read it. I want to sign copy. Put me down. <laughs> that is so 
so awesome, Sharice. I love it so much. Okay, so you have really so far just inspired me and I know our listeners so much of just what it takes to just step out in faith and obedience and watch God open up all these doors. Um, I would love to jump in to what does She Rises Inc. look like now? I know you gave us like a big picture vision, but if you were to like jump in the weeds, maybe walk us through like, I'm a single mom. I just found out I'm pregnant. I'm struggling, don't know where to go. How do you encounter these moms? How do you walk them through the process of the resources, the ministry that you're doing? Um, I know on Instagram, I've seen you guys doing tons of like giveaways, tons of amazing, just different outreaches. I also saw you guys just got a grant. That's we awesome. Did. Congratulations. That's apply for, by the way. Someone nominated us. Wow. <laughs> you didn't even have to do all the work. I didn't, have to do, I didn't have to do the work. God, I don't know how to write grants. Don't worry about it. Someone's going to write it for you. You're not even going to know about it. And you're going to randomly get a check in the mail. Oh my gosh. I love it. Sign me up for all the free grants. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that is awesome. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. Tell us some of the nuts and bolts. Like, what does it look like? What is ministry? All of the things. So um, I want to back up a little bit because um, we officially got our 501c3 um, in 2019, September 30th, 2019. And so this whole year, I created this, I created this master plan of everything that would happen um, from the mentorships to these workshops, all of this glorious stuff that would happen this year. Well, 2020 came and there was a pandemic. And so um, we had actually planned our very first workshop, which was a career, career development workshop in April. And obviously we had to cancel it. And I was a little perturbed. I was a little annoyed with that. I'm like, oh, we got to cancel our first thing, our first gig. And I said, you know, when life gives you lemon, you make lemon cupcakes, right? And so I said, well, what can we do? What, what, what can we do right now? We can't do a lot. What can we do? Um, and so the thought came to me of doing a diaper drive for pro providing diapers and baby items to families in need. And what that looked like initially was me and a couple of the board members driving all around the state of Maryland and Virginia, delivering diapers to people's doorstep. They would send us an email saying what they needed, their address and the size, and we would drive it and do like a contactless delivery. As you can see, I'm like driving all across the state. I'm like, this is tiring. This has to be, there has to be a better way. Um, and there was a better way. Um, Elevation Church, like I said, I'm a member, um, Elevation Church Outreach reached out and said, hey, we would love to partner with you. Um, and what that looked like was, you know, my little small vision of, okay, um, okay, we can do it here and there. No, they wanted it to be sort of nationwide. So during the month of May, we had five, was it six, five or six different diaper drives running on the same day at the same time all across the country um, for the diaper drive. It was amazing. Um, and things just got better and better after that. Um, and it was funny because I, I was just so like, it's just diapers, it's just diapers, and it's just diapers. And I remembered um, a conversation that I had with people that sometimes, uh, some of the reasons why people can't connect with God or connect with the church is because their basic needs aren't being met. 
Like if I'm hungry and I'm hungry, I'm not worried about all this extra stuff. I'm worried about what's in front of me right now. How can, how can you meet my needs where I'm at right now? And so the need was, you know, there's no diapers on the shelves because everyone's hoarding them. You can't buy wipes because everyone, there's no toilet paper. And so everyone's hoarding the diaper wipes now. And so there was nothing there to, for them to be able to take care of their, their babies. And so we decided to continue with that. And when I looked at the numbers, I want to say it was in August because we had been tracking. I said, well, how many, how many families have we served? Um, you wouldn't believe what the number was. And I'll tell you. So in April, my initial goal for the workshop, for the career workshop was, okay, I'll be happy with just 50, 50 girls. I'll be happy with 50 girls. Fine with that. Totally good. When I sat down to do the numbers in August, it was not 50. It was not 100. It was not 200. It was over 600 families that we had served since April. God took my little piddly 50 and like multiplied it a billion fold in my opinion multiplied it a billion fold and it's like you think you it's just one part it's so much more than that like give it to him completely and watch it multiply just it, it really will so right now what it looks like for us is we're still doing diaper drives because that's what we can do here in the dc area um, especially where I live, um, we are, we have not resumed business as usual. We are still very much on, uh, not lockdown per se, but a lot of things are still closed for us here. And so that continues. Um, but preparing for the next season that COVID one day will go away. I've been working with uh, Maryland mentors to develop our mentorship program. And what that looks like is all the other stuff that I've outlined with, okay, let's, let's make sure that they graduate from high school because that's because education is very, very important to me. How do we do that? Well, Zoom, that's how we're going to do it. Zoom now has breakout rooms. It's going to be a one-to-one -one ratio of, okay, let's, let's make sure that you're studying and that you're doing the things that you need to do. But also in the event that a girl has, you know, she might have been 19 and she's already graduated from high school and she's trying to figure out, uh, her career steps. Okay, let's develop, uh, let's put you in our career development program. Let's teach you about financial literacy of managing your money. Let's also teach you about co-parenting because whether you like it or not, whether you're together or not, or whether you get along or not, you're stuck with the kid's father for the rest of your life. So let's figure out how we can make this work for the sake of the child. Let's, let's figure that out. Um, and so I've been working and developing plans for that. Um, the goal is to be able to launch that, um, a pilot in March of 2021. That is my plan, but who knows? Who knows? Wow. That is so, so cool. I did, I had a question. How do you, I, well, right now, obviously the diaper drives, which you guys who are listening, we mentioned the serve quick guide um, that Cherise did for us. She broke down everything that you need to know on how to do a diaper drive in your community. So that's so awesome. And I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes and all that stuff. Um, but how do you, are you planning to go about identifying the specific girls that you guys are going to work with? So it sounds like pretty much in, you're just discipling them really. So you could have thousands 
Um, obviously 600 is what we've got so far. Like how do you, how do you select those girls? How do you come in contact with them? So one of the ways it's like, obviously with the diaper drive, we were serving any and every family. We didn't just limit it to team moms. And so they get a brochure, but we're also working closely with a local, um, a local school district um, who have identified team moms in their school district and sort of serve as a referral service to us uh, for us to be able to provide the support that they need. Are also one of the things that I envision is being able to work with the local county government on getting working with them to be able to meet that need with them as well. So there's there's all of these intricate components, but the first step is this is where I want you now, and this is what you're going to focus on, which is very frustrating for me because I'm a big vision type of gal. Like I want to do all the things, gotta do it all now, let's save the world. But um, so that's the plan for now is, is working closely with um, the local school district because I know that when I was pregnant, uh, the first place that I should have gone to was the guidance counselor. And so let's work with the guidance counselor to, to find out there's, there's resources out there. There's, there's so much out there. And I think that's the problem. We have all this information in the world, but people just don't know how. They don't know that there's someone 20 years ago who's already been in your footsteps and now she's on the other side of that and she's reaching out her hand. She wants to help you rise. She really wants to do that, but they don't know that we exist. So another part of being in the weeds right now for us is getting our story out there, letting people know, hey, we exist and we're here to help. We want to help. So just being on your show allows us to do that, to allow people to know that, hey, we exist. Yes, I love it so much. It's so cool. Um, I love how, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's really cool how you're just so personally connected with everything. And I think what you said earlier about we're so bombarded with information, there's information out there, but the idea of having the ability to personally connect with a mentor or someone who can look at my situation, be like, you don't need that information. This is more so what you need. Like there is so much power in that personal connection. And I think that it's always going to be tied to you as a person. And that's going to always be part of your leadership team. Like it's such a, it's not just information. Here's diapers leave. It's no, we want to have a relationship. And that is to me, the foundation of any type of outreach. It's, it's people, people, people. So I love that. And I also love the pivot that you did. So it's like COVID has been a setback, but at the same time, your ministry is being so saturated right now. Like the reach expanded and you're also being able to really dive in and define what does this ministry look like going forward? So it's almost like you got an extra dream year out of it. I don't know if that's how you see it, but like from here, I'm like, she got to like really saturate that dream even more. So for people, you guys who are out there with the dream and you feel like COVID really held you back, like look at, look at maybe the, the different perspective of how it launched you forward in a way and how you're getting to see things from a different perspective. Who knows? So that's awesome. Um, I love that you mentioned the relationship with Elevation Church. I know we've interviewed them before on some of our stuff and they're, oh my gosh, love Jamie, love Kathleen. They're awesome, awesome. Um, but I know a big thing for them is partnering with nonprofits, partnering with organizations. What would you say um, to churches who have, like, again, our audience ranges from individuals who have dreams 
churches who are looking how to reach their city in, a, in the right way, in good ways, effective ways, and then outreach leaders. So what would you say specifically to churches who have dreamers in their congregation and maybe they aren't sure where to come in and say yes, how to empower, how to come alongside without saying, hey, we're taking over the show. We want to come alongside you. I think Elevation does such a great job with that. But I did want to zone in on your perspective as the individual with the dream and the organization working with the church. What advice do you have in that that um, that whatever situation? <laughs> kind of a weird question, but. And, it's, and I don't know if I have the right answer or a good answer, but for me, it happened organically. Um, it just so happened that uh, I was in an e-group, which is like their version of like a Bible study. And my, my Bible study teacher um, or leader, Stephanie Esposito, she happened to work under outreach as well. And so it was because of that connection that she had made with me, knowing me personally on that one-to-one, to know, okay, I really think that this might be a good fit for our church. So I guess my, my recommendation would be to empower, if you're having small groups, empower your small group leaders to, to reach out and, and hear and understand the dreams and goals and visions that the individuals might have and maybe then take it back to the coordinator who will then take it back to outreach or whatnot, but to really get to know your your uh, your members at that granular level of leader participant because that's how it happened with me it's just that I just so happy was just it was God actually but I was in a Bible study and my my Bible study teacher leader had that connection with me and and saw what I was dreaming about and then took it back to her leadership so just really asking a question sometimes it just starts with a question like. Yeah. Let me get to know Tori. What's Tori dreaming about? What's Tori working on? You know? That's so good. That's so good. It's a simple answer, you know? Because sometimes people, people just don't ask. Right. I'm sure that if, some, if you ask someone, they would love to tell you their dream. They would love to tell you about their calling. They would love to tell you about their big idea. But no one asks them, so no one, so they don't share. Wow. That is so profound. Like it's so simple and obvious, but so profound and not what I expected. And I'm, I am vibing with you like that. <laughs> it, it's so true. Active listening is so big. And the organic thing, I think a lot of times I talk to a lot of churches who are looking for the strategy. What's the system? How do we put it in place? And to be able to create an environment and a strategy that is really just like a skeleton where life can happen, where blood can pump, where dreams can happen. So what you experienced is so cool to me because it was organic, it was personal, and Elevation has created a place where dreams can live, where they can be born, and the church is going to breathe life into it and sometimes expand it even. So I just, I love your answer. I could not love it more. And for you guys who are listening as a church, this is an incredible answer. Like empower your leaders, encourage them to listen and let them know, like we have, we want to know, we want to engage, we want to support. Here's some ways we can support you or offer that, whatever. And then for dreamers, individuals, like look how healthy it is when you are in partnership with a local church, 
when you have the covering or the support. Like sometimes I think we might get frustrated. I've talked to a lot of people who have a dream and it's kind of laying out kind of random. And there can be frustration when it's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to make this live under the church. So I'm just going to do it by myself, which sometimes that's okay. Sometimes just as long as it's not in bitterness, but look at the beauty of what your story brought in and how it was like, I had this dream for the local community, but it ended up expanding in so many cities for so many lives. So I just think like keeping that in mind is just a, it's just beautiful when we can really have that harmony. That's the heart of a local church. So um, you can, you can interject and tell me that. Was, <laughs> I, I think that's, you said it so beautifully. And I think it's, I, I want to add in there and I, I want to make sure that I say this diplomatically. Um, because I know that teen pregnancy is a very taboo topic. And so if you have a ministry revolved around teen pregnancy, maybe it's sort of people may feel that you're condoning it. And that's not the case. It's like, okay, this happened. As the church, how can we support them? How, how can we support them? We don't want to turn our backs against them. That's not what we're called to do. We shouldn't turn our back. We shouldn't turn up our noses or whatever have you. We shouldn't sweep it under the rug. We shouldn't make them feel shade because that's not who we are in Christ. Let's talk, let's get it out there in the open and let's do something about it. And I think from my experience, um, when I was doing some research of, of who I could partner with way long before Elevation and all those things like that, I noticed that local churches just, they were a little hands off on that because it's such a taboo topic. But this is life, okay. Let's put on our big girl pants and let's figure out. Let's figure out how we can help these people. Let's figure out how we can help these girls. Let's figure out how to position them so this won't happen again. Because that's another part of our, our program, especially with the career development and financial literacy. Um, I don't know the exact number, but statistically it shows that if a young girl has a pregnancy, uh, there will be repeat pregnancy. So let's try to break that cycle. Let's try to break that curse. What can we do so that moving forward, you can pivot and not let this be an ongoing life cycle or circle of, you know, I, I just kept having babies. I kept having babies because, you know, maybe I was stuck with this guy because he took care of me. Let me teach you independence. Let me show you that. Oh my gosh. Can I get any more goosebumps today? Like, I just can't handle it. Seriously, that's... It's so beautiful. And like, that's Jesus's heart. He hung out with prostitutes and drunkards. So like, why would we as the church not want to engage with people who are going through hard situations? And I cannot imagine, like I'm a married woman and I have a toddler. I cannot imagine being in the world alone. I cannot imagine going through that by myself. So the, just even just that compassion alone that little bit of, I've never experienced it, but just trying to put myself in someone's shoes, that makes me want to get up and go do something. So as a church, like we need to not just write somebody off because of whatever. Don't be afraid that you look like you're condoning it. Like, no, people didn't. happened of why it happened. That was why we wanted to make sure we can, we put the mental health component in there. It's very well possible that it was uh the pregnancy came from abuse or whatever you don't know their story but you're quick to turn up your nose against them wow that's why what you said before again is listening is so important personally getting to know people and their story 
whether it's a dream or it's a, it's a past, it's a situation, like that is where we start. That's everything. That's awesome. Um, okay. A couple more questions. I know we're coming up on our time. I could I'm having a good time. <laughs> so fun. I love it. We might have to do a part two. We should. We should. <laughs> For sure. We'll catch up with you on like all the happenings. We will definitely do that. Um, okay. Next question. What we talked about, what advice would you give to a church? Um, what advice would you give to a dreamer? Somebody who maybe their story isn't the same as yours, but they have something. They have a passion like me. I have a little seed somewhere and it's growing and you've given so much advice. So maybe it's just recapping all of it, but what would you tell them? They don't know how to start, where to go. How does this live? What do I do? <laughs> so <laughs> this is funny because maybe some of the listeners will, will understand and maybe they'll think I'm crazy. So I have this little mantra um, and the mantra is, if Yan can cook, so can you. Now, what that means, it has nothing to do with cooking. Um, there's a, there was a show back on in the 90s before Food Network, and it was a little guy cooking, in his, cooking Asian food in a wok. And at the end of each episode, he would say, if Yan can cook, so can you. And that, I, I saw that when I was like 12 years old. And it like pierced my heart, like, if Tori can do something, I can do it too. If Sharif can do something, I can do it too. And that's just, you just have to have a can-do spirit. And it's okay to fail forward. Let me tell you, I'm just failing all over the place. But God's grace covers all of that. And if there's something in your heart that you feel is like tugging on you, do it afraid, do it scared, do it, do it not knowing how, and just trust. And not only trust, but invite God into it. He'll show you. He really will. And at the end of the day, if you go down the, right, the wrong path, the good news is he will make sure you get back on the right one. He really will. So it's, it's sort of like a win-win situation. It really is. But having a willing spirit. Okay. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. I can do this too. She did it. I think I can do it too. And success leaves clues. If there's something that you want to do, say you want to start a small business, find someone in that, in that industry and meet with them. They might not meet with you, but sort of follow them online or, or Instagram or whatever and look at what they're doing in the day-to-day. -day. Success leaves clues. They didn't just wake up and poof, I'm successful. There were strategic things that they, that they did. And one of the best advice that I got when I was starting a nonprofit was, why don't you reach out to someone who already has a nonprofit and interview them and ask them questions. And I sent out several emails, but only one person responded. Um, and it was a young lady named Diana Smiley. And she has a ministry out in California called Generation Her. Generation Her, and it's for teen moms. So I looked at her model and I asked her all the questions and all the things and made sure that, okay, she's done this before. Let me not make those mistakes. Okay, this is what I'm going to glean from her and put into my program. So I, I highly suggest for people to just seek out who, who was the person that went before them and follow what they're doing, follow in their footsteps and, and ask them, ask them for mentorship, ask them for support. You don't have because you didn't ask, just simply ask. And make that your prayer request. God, can you send me someone? He will. 
trust me and believe he will. He'll send you somebody. Wow. Oh, so good. If Yan can cook, so can you. That might be our podcast title. Well, um, you I'll- should. If you made that my podcast title, I would be floored. Okay, done. Any, anyone <laughs> who knows me personally knows that's my, my life mantra. And they think it's the silliest thing, but I live by it. I really do. So they'll catch it. Someone will be like, what the heck is this? I have to listen. Oh, that's awesome. You have got some great sound bites, by the way. I got all kinds of little notes over here. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, one more question, then I'm gonna get to like the little nuts and bolts or the little last taggy things, whatever you call it. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't Keep know. Going. We have a ball. <laughs> Anyway, okay, what is a favorite story that you have been able to experience through your ministry? Maybe it's somebody that you served or you've shared some really good stories so far. She's got one. Okay. I got one. Um, and this wasn't necessarily, it goes, go back, it goes back to the first question, actually, that you just asked me, um, that I had someone in my inbox, was it in, it was in June or July, it was recent. And she reached out to me and she goes, you know, I love everything that you're doing. um, And I want to be able to do that too. Can you show me how to do that too? I I, want to do that. Can can I make a She Rises? This is the most random thing. Can I have a She Rises in Florida? Can you? And so that sort of opened up my eyes to, okay, this is not just going to be DC. This is going to be nationwide. There's going to be like little hubs or chapters all across the country. And who knows, maybe worldwide, there's going to be a She Rises chapter. But, you know, having someone see what I'm doing and then saying, having it pull on their their hearts that they would want to do that too, to continue the dream that it, it didn't just start with me and it's not going to end with me. And long after Sharice is dead and gone, She Rises will still be here. Dude, your dream is begetting other dreams. Like, because you said yes, how many other dreams are being born? And that is so exciting to me. That's exciting. And not only that, but there is someone on the other side waiting for your yes. Someone's life will be forever changed because you said yes. But if you never say yes, that life will never be changed or impacted or whatever. It's, so it's, it's not just about you. It's just about continuing the gospel. How are we going to push it forward? And you don't ever have to mention the word Jesus to anybody. It's the way that you act and show compassion and show love to someone that they'll see it. You won't, You don't even have to open your mouth regarding. And I think that's one of the things that people get so afraid of. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, is your mission a Christian ministry? Is it a church ministry? Not officially. It's my ministry. And it definitely has definitely has Christian undertones, but you know, right? For your question, I just went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> good. I love tangents, and that was that was so. I good. thought that just popped in my spirit, and that I should say it. But That's, share away whatever the Holy Spirit gives you is so good. You're like a wealth of wisdom. So. I love it so much. Okay, next question. This is one that we always kind of like to wrap up with, but what is something that's inspiring you right now that you'd share with our leaders, I or our listeners? I always like to lean into our heroes. What are their inspirations? So what you got? I have several things that oh, are inspiring me right now. Okay. I'll show you. <laughs> so right now I am reading the book of Philippians. Um, 
it was a study made by Holly Furtick um, for the fall season. It's a Bible study and it's about the art of contentment. That, that, that's what I need right now in 2020 is how do I, how, how can I stay content in the season that God has me in right now and not being disappointed that 2020 happened and that my entire vision of She Rises didn't go as planned. So that one definitely inspired me right now because this is so good. Um, another thing that I am listening to, and it's, it's silly, it's a book called um, A Setback is a set up for a comeback. And it's by Dr. Willie Jolly. He has a podcast on YouTube. And when that guy speaks, it's like he's breathing fire because we have so many setbacks. Like so many people would write off 2020 as a setback. Like don't want to do that again. But they need to look on, be able to look at the bigger picture, look over the hill, look over the mountain. Like, okay, God has something better. We all need to go, needed to go through this season, but because I feel like it's a setback, that means something bigger and better is coming. I am so ready and so pumped up for my comeback. Like I am ready for it. So that, that would be another thing. And then finally, um, I feel like it's always elevation because I love them so much. That church has, I'm, I feel like I'm a totally different person because of that ministry uh, that I see myself as a different person than I was five years ago before I started watching um pastor steven always seemed to have a word just for me i promise you like it's it's just for me i'm like oh he must have been peeking into my window but it's really the holy spirit so you know always being into the being in tune to the word of god and having an open heart to be able to listen and glean from what the preacher is actually saying um because that's what's always been so helpful to me is actually listening like active listening because sometimes we hear but we're not listening and we're not comprehending and we're not allowing it to take root so listen to a good sermon whatever your um, local pastors preach and listen because there's there's clues in there there's little subtle things that god's trying to show you and tell you but if your heart's so closed off you're not going to be able to receive it even if you feel like it's a message not for you like, you know, sometimes they're preaching about anxiety. Well, I'm not experiencing anxiety. I'm not experiencing that. So this doesn't apply to me. But there's something in there for you because the word never comes back void. There's something in there that you're supposed to hear. So just be open to whatever um, is being ministered to you. Oh, good stuff. There's a, a, I think it's in James. I don't know. There's a verse that like just popped in my head as you're talking and it's a phrase that says something about the humility that comes from wisdom. And that's what like you exude. I'm like, she has so much wisdom and yet so much humility in it. And it's like the more wisdom that we get, the more humble we are before God, because it's like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world. So you are always, you're, I don't even know you. I just met you, but like, I can tell you are constantly learning. You are constantly engaging with people because you want to learn more because you have humility that came, the wisdom brings more and more humility. So that, it just makes it exciting. You are somebody that we can all learn from. You inspire me. You are like a new hero. I'm so glad I got to meet you for real. This is awesome. <laughs> that, that makes me laugh. That, that, that makes me laugh because I'm like, I'm just wacky Sharif. I have my nonsense and foolery, but okay, I'll take it. I love yeah. you. 
I'll, I'll, I'll receive what you're sending back to me. I'll, I'll receive it. I don't know how to apply that to how I'm feeling, but okay, I'll take it. Well, it's awesome. That's like what you're radiating and you're amazing. So thank you so, so much for taking time today to pour into our people. We are going to be watching and waiting just to see all the wonderful things that keep coming out of Tree Rises, Inc. I almost said Sharice, but same thing, right? <laughs> how can um, we get in touch? Like point us to the website. How can we get behind it, support, learn more, follow you, all the things? Okay, so there's several ways and I'm going to speak very slowly here, okay? Because, like I mentioned before, there is a She Rises in California with Holly Wagner. We are not that She Rises. We are She Rises, Inc. So if you want to find us on the interwebs, is what I like to call it, you would go to www.she-rises.org. S-H-E-rises, R-I-S-E-S, dot org. If you wanted to find us on Instagram, we are She Rises Nonprofit, one word. If you wanted to follow us on Facebook, we are She Rises Inc. Make sure that you're on, web, on the right page. If, if, if there's a butterfly, that's us. Look for the pink butterfly. Um, if it doesn't look like a pink butterfly, that's not us. <laughs> and you can always um, email us for more information at info at she-rises.org um, or you can just follow me Sharice Holden that's my handle Sharice Holden um, just if you just want to chat or talk or whatever I'm here I'm an open book so I love it is. you are so awesome you're just like personally connect with me I'm here I love you so much I got all of that information written down so we'll put it in the notes as well and link to it so we make sure we get the right the right Facebook group, right all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thank you so, so much. Anything else that we didn't mention that you feel like you want to close out on? Anything else? No, I just, this, this made me feel good. Like, this made me feel like really, really great because like I said, a few weeks ago, I was ready to throw in the towel because we often go through those phases, but you know, you, you had a purpose for this call and I really didn't, but I, I got something out of it too. Like just sort of remembering why you know because when you tell your story you remember why you connect with your why and we sometimes forget about that you know how does this all start why am i doing this again oh yeah 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 so god can get the glory i got it okay i'm back on the same page let's do this so i am just i'm pumped and i'm fired up now too because now i sort of reignited that flame that i felt was going out and be like you know i'm still growing i'm still going it's, it's gonna be okay yeah, man, that makes me excited. We're just like mirror, ping pong, excitement. I am so, so stoked. Thank you. Thank you. What a great advice too. Like if you are feeling down, I do that all the time. I have to go back like, what has God done in my life up till now? Where is he confirming this? Like stop and just remember for a minute. And then I'm like, okay, I can move on. I'm good. I'm good to exactly. go. That's we so forget. cool. We are so uh, fickle. We forget about the things he did yesterday. Like, come on, are you serious? I'm some, sometimes I wonder if he's sitting up in heaven like, really? Really, Sharice? Are you really going to go there and you, you don't think I'm going to take care of you? I took care of you then. I'm taking care of you now. And I will take care of you later. Amen. Past, present, and future. I've got you covered. Amen. He's a good God. That is so cool. Well, thank you so, so much. All of our listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. We will see you next time on the Serve Group. Sharice, let us know when it's time to have a second interview and we will set it up. <laughs> we hear all the things. We're going to follow the whole journey. So 
You're awesome. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for joining in on today's conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe to see who we'll be having coffee with next time on The Serve Brew.